0: Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, just a little about myself. I love Jesus, I love coffee, and I love sharing keys to abundant living. So if you haven't already, go grab a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about how we are able to do anything in our Christ walk. Last week, I talked about speaking truth and speaking truth in love and what that looks like for us, how we go about doing that. How do we do anything in this Christ walk? Led me to think this question and have this thought. How do we do anything? How do we go beyond our own abilities? How do we go beyond our strength to crucify our flesh. We must abide. And that's what I want to dig into today. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do we do that? It's the only life-sustaining spiritual nourishment that will keep us strong and prepare for the war we are already in is abiding and remaining in Christ. And feeding from his word, feeding from him our spiritual nourishment to continue and contend and not become weary in our well doing. You may be asking, What war? What war are we in? I don't understand what you're talking about. We are in a war of souls. It always has to come down to that. No matter what place in the walk of a believer, You come into, you facilitate, however you want to word that, you counsel, you coach, you pastor, um, you lead, whether it's evangelism and initially sharing the gospel, whether it's teaching and discipling and growing somebody, raising them just like a parent raises a child, teaching them this is the right choice, this is the way you go, this is how you walk, this is what you do, all those different things. If you can think of the spiritual walk like the physical walk and a child needs a parent, a young brand new Christian, regardless of their actual age, needs a disciple, needs discipling, someone to come alongside them and walk with them and say, hey, this is how you do that. This thing. This is how we walk this out. Instead of just leaving them to stumble along on their own. So regardless of where we come in, it's a it's a war of souls. And and we can bring them into salvation, but if we don't disciple, if we don't help them to step into more freedom as they go along, then they're gonna end up right back where they were before, if not worse. So we're in a war of souls, regardless of our role, regardless of our calling, regardless of our ministry, our giftings that the Lord has placed. Every one of us, whether we consider ourselves in ministry or not, have giftings the Lord has placed inside of us. What are those giftings for? Every single one of them comes down to the war of the souls. He's about adding to the kingdom. He's about leaving the 99 to save the one. So we need to be about leaving the 99 and saving the one. Would we leave a platform of 99 to talk to one? Our heart has to say yes. May never be required of us just like Abraham with Isaac, but our heart has to always say, no matter what, I'm gonna do what you want me to do because it's about the war of souls. And this comes from a place of abiding and remaining in him, fusing with him, becoming one with him, him, Jesus Christ, and his word, his life-sustaining word. I mean, John 15, it says it all, right? Starting at verse one, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. And my father is the vine dresser. He's referring to God. Every branch, we're the branches, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. God's not playing. He's taking away. If it's not bearing fruit, not doing what God intended it to do because we're in a war of souls. We have to see that big picture in our daily lives, even in our small decisions. It comes down to other souls. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. <laughs> so, you know, you, so now you're actually doing what God has for you to do. You're doing what the Holy Spirit's prompting you to do, and things are getting cut off you. And that's painful at times and confusing at times, and we don't understand it, but we must remain and abide, dwell, right? Become one with. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. Becoming one with Christ, because the branch cannot be a fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. We will not be fruitful in the war of souls if we aren't abiding in Jesus. I kind of you know, shared this picture so I can look across the street at my neighbor's house and they can have, I don't know, let's pick, I love magnolia trees. They can have a beautiful magnolia tree in their front yard. And I look over at their front yard and I love the magnolia tree and I want one in my yard. I desire that in my yard, but I'm not willing to start from the beginning, start from the root. I'm not willing to dig the hole and plant the original magnolia tree and water it and tend to it and nurture it to grow up to be this beautiful tree. So I try and take a shortcut and there's no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. There's no shortcuts to abiding and remaining to come to a place where you bear fruit. So I decide I don't have enough time to wait on a magnolia tree to grow in my front yard. So I'm gonna go grab one of the branches off of the neighbor's tree. So I go and I do that, cut down one of their branches and I bring it over to my front yard and I lay it in the front yard and it looks healthy. It looks green. There might even be a few magnolias on it that look very pretty. But the truth of the matter is it's now cut off from the source and it's going to get ugly. It's going to turn brown. The magnolia flowers that may be on it are going to die. Why? Because they're not connected to the source. They're not abiding in that place. They're not remaining and dwelling where the nutrients came from, where the nutrition came from. So something I want to talk about with this scripture is the actual vine dresser, because most times we hear about we abide in Christ and Christ in us, right? We're the branch that's connected to him, the tree, right? And so uh, we can't bear fruit by ourselves. We have to abide in the vine. He's the vine. We're the branch. But what about the vine dresser? What's the vine dresser's role? Because it's clearly addressed here. Jesus is talking about him first. I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. What does that actually mean? So, the vine dresser has to know everything there is to know about the vines that he's nurturing, the grapes that are going to be produced, and how to nurture them, right? There's a relationship going on here that Jesus is talking about between the vine dresser and the vine. So, there's a relationship between God. In Jesus, that will extend to us the branches and the fruit. He knows us. He's our source of nurturing. He prunes and removes the things that are going to hinder us from growth. And we have to trust that. And that's a difficult thing to do. But we have to trust that the vine dresser sees what needs to be pruned in order for us to be fruitful. He prunes us with the truth of his word. And we either accept it or reject it, or we mold it to fit the things we desire, or we let it be the double-edged sword it's supposed to be and cut off the things in our life that are hindering us from walking in the effective power in the war of souls that God has for us to walk in. I mean, God's going to do what God's going to do. And there are things he specifically desires to do through us, right? His word does, it goes out of his mouth because it's intended to be performed and it's not going to return to his empty, him empty. And so if we will yield to the pruning and we will remain in Christ, remain in the truth of God's word, then we will walk in the fruit of what God intended us to walk in. But if we're not willing, he's going to go down the street and use the next person because his word will be accomplished. It may not be accomplished through me. It may not be accomplished through you, but it will be accomplished. It will be the willing vessel for sure. One of the biggest areas, God, it's foundational really that God prunes us in is in trust and faith. We must trust God. It's foundational to any equipping and any empowering in our lives. We will be, our trust level will be increased. Our faith level will be increased. And it starts with a pruning and it starts with remaining in his word, being in his word, knowing who God is, knowing what he says and standing and remaining and waiting and contending And when we're done standing and remaining and waiting and contending, we do it one more time. We stand again. We wait again. We remain again. We contend again. And when we do that, we see God's faithfulness. We see his word performed. We see him show up on our behalf. We see him clear the path. We see him open the door. We see his truth played out in our lives and we stand in awe. And in that moment, our trust and our faith is increased. And then he brings us to a new place of having to stand and remain and contend and wait. He's always adding more weight onto the machine to build our muscles of faith, to increase our strength in him for the war of souls. It all comes down to that. We abide because there is a war. The enemy's not playing, God's not playing. If we're playing, we have to stop playing for sure. We have to say, where am I missing it, God? I don't wanna cost one soul from entering eternity in the kingdom of God. I don't want that to be on me where I lacked or where I wanted to satisfy flesh or where I became impatient or where I became uncomfortable. Show me the truth about me, Lord, so I can walk empowered by the Holy Spirit for kingdom purposes, drawing one soul in after another. Maybe somebody else is drawing them in and you're growing them in the Lord. It's all part of the same purpose, God's kingdom purposes. Our response to God's word Our response to life circumstances and how God's word applies to it is what makes us fruitful for his kingdom. When he says repent and we repent, when he says remain in me and we remain in him, when he says worship me no matter what and we worship him no matter what, when he says forgive and we forgive, when he says obey and we obey. Those things make us fruitful for his kingdom because why? They renew us. They transform us into who God originally intended us to be when he formed us in our mother's wombs, who he originally intended us to be before life circumstances began to change our hearts, began began to uh, transform our hearts into something other than what God intended. But as we do these things, as we respond to the things that God has in his word, not man's opinion, but what God has in his word, we become fruitful for his kingdom and we make ground in the war of souls. I thank God for his word. I thank him for the life-sustaining uh, value, I guess, for lack of a better word, that it has brought to my, to my life, my personal experience with it, the fullness of joy that it's brought into my life, regardless of circumstances. Maybe it's not a happy circumstance, but I remain anchored in that joy. Why? Because that joy is my strength. How did I get to that place? Through the word of God, through being in the word of God, responding to the word of God and activating it in my life. It's a sustaining. The word of God is sustaining. It is life to us. Life is spoken through the word of God. I'm so thankful for the word of God in my life, in my family's life. It has made a difference. It's a game changer as the saying goes. Don't neglect the word of God. Don't minimize it. Don't feel like you already know enough of it. Every day there's something new. There's a new golden nugget every day to be found in the word of god regardless of how long you've been walking this walk i always love the word if in god's word because sometimes we want what follows the if but we won't do what's before the if and so back to john 15 about us abiding and remaining in the true vine and the vine dresser and every branch and all that that we just read and abide in me and i in you so if you go all the way down to verse 7 It says, if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. See, we can't just ask whatever we want and then get frustrated when God's not doing it, when he's not moving on our behalf, if we're not abiding in him, if we're not remaining in dwelling with him. Because when we're really in that place of abiding in him and his words abiding in us, and now he's abiding in us, then we aren't going to ask something that's out of the realm of God's kingdom anyways. We were appointed to go and bear fruit, as John 15 tells us. We were appointed to do that. Go and bear fruit. Even all the way back to Adam and Eve, what did they say? Be fruitful and multiply. And then you have Jesus here in the New Testament telling us that in John 15, that uh, I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide because we can have momentary fruit, but we need to watch for more than a day. Did that fruit abide? Is that fruit remaining? Is it producing year after year? Or was it just a momentary flash? See, fruit bearing is a process, like the example of the tree, the magnolia tree, that wasn't fruit, but you can make it an apple tree if you want, right? You can make it a pear tree if you want, whatever kind of tree you'd like to have. But We can't just go grab somebody else's branch and put it in our yard and expect the fruit. It's a process. Fruit bearing, coming into that place in the Lord where now we are bearing fruit because we remained. Over a season, we grew. We allowed ourselves to be pruned. We gave permission. God's not just going to come in and start cutting stuff away. We have to let it go. We have to say, yes, Lord. We have to say, here I am, send me. Do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to be your vessel. I'm willing to be one of your soldiers in the war for souls. So start pruning now, start trimming down now, just like boot camp in the military. It's a process. Like uh, these soldiers that are in the military that we have, they don't, even if they've already trained, even if they've already thought they prepared for boot camp, they did not. All of them are sucking wind, probably the second day. So, but boot camp is training them. It's a process. And they come out of that a different person. They're strengthened. They have more knowledge. They have more wisdom. They're better equipped. It's the same with us. We are in a process that takes time. But if we will continually give permission to God to prune us over and over again and remain connected to the vine while the vine dresser prunes us, we will not only be fruitful, we will bear much fruit and we will bear lasting fruit.